Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's podcast, comedian and co-host of the Dude Cinema podcast, Alex J returns to share her latest movie surprises. My name is Justin Hamilton, and we're going widescreen today on Big Squid. Thank you for joining me today, and before we go any further, I'm recording this just having heard from Rove McManus, who is at the Actor Awards. He texted me to tell me that Annie Lindner's SBS show, A Beginner's Guide to Grief, has won the Actor Award for Best Digital Series or Channel, and I just couldn't be happier for her. I'm so wrapped. If you watched Annie's series, please give her a shout out online. It's such a wonderful show. And as you well know from her two appearances on this podcast, it was also a very personal one too. So a big shout out to Annie. Well done. You and the team have been doing fantastic work and I'm wrapped to hear that it has been recognized by the actors. And if you haven't checked it out, Head over to SBS and watch it immediately. It's fantastic. Uh, It's uh, short. Uh, You'll be able to do it all in one sitting and it's just wonderful. So I can't wait to see what Annie does next. Okay, a heads up for the rest of the year. Uh, I worked out this morning that by the end of 2022, I'll have produced over 100 Big Squid podcasts. I've been a guest on numerous other podcasts. I've helped produce over 160 episodes of television, maybe even a little bit more, written three short stories and 16 blogs. I also created a brand new solo stand-up show, performed at numerous gigs, and I've also written a few other projects that are too early to mention right now. And while doing all of that, I managed to turn 50 and produce what some people are calling the greatest live podcast of all time. Yep, the bit that you heard, that was pretty good, and there was the bit that was only for the room. And uh, anyway, (laughs) 
I don't know if anyone's saying that. I'm just talking it up. So with that in mind, I feel pretty good about how I've held up, to be honest. Uh, I feel uh, not too bad. Like I'm tired, like I'm definitely tired, but who isn't tired at this time of the year? So I just feel like everyone else. So that feels like a win. But what I'll be doing is I definitely need to take a break over Christmas and early in the new year. It'll be a little bit like uh, the start of this year where I came back, you know, around, you know, mid to late-ish January. Uh, What was it? Was it mid-January? Can't remember. The start of the year feels 12 months ago. Anyway, uh, I definitely need some time to refresh. And uh, what I need is I need more information going into the noggin. It's like I need to refuel, I need to read, I need to watch, I need to daydream. That's the worst thing about working like this. It is not having any time to just not think about anything. And weirdly, that's the best time to come up with ideas and just kind of let the brain reset a little bit. So I need a bit of daydreaming time. So what we'll do is uh, we'll take a few weeks off and then I'll be back, as I said, at some point in January. And uh, I'll tell you what I have lined up for the start of next year in the next couple of weeks. There's going to be uh, some things that I would like you to give me your opinions and uh, you'll be able to do that through the Patreon Um Oh, actually, I should say for the Patreon subscribers, there's still some podcasts coming your way over that break, so keep an eye out for them. And also, uh, while I think about it, thank you to everyone who voted on the latest poll I put up. So, mum, who isn't a Star Wars fan, uh, turns out she loved Andor, like loved it, like just thought it was one of the best TV shows that she saw this year, and she's not wrong. I think it was fantastic as well. And, you know, from all reports, it's the lowest-watched Star Wars product to come out. And I reckon that's because it's actually really good. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually really good. So a lot of Star Wars fans can't get their head around it. Like, it's got moments of pure poetry in the script and it's thrilling and it has uh, characters that uh, have to make really tough decisions and are morally grey and there's no black or white to who is uh, someone you can root for and who's someone that you can be completely against and it's just really good and I'm, I think it's too rich for some people, you know? It's like... I think I may have said this uh, somewhere on a podcast or maybe even online, but if you keep feeding people pies, like really shitty pies, like fucked pies, like pies that have been overcooked and are burnt and the only way you can eat them is to douse them in condiments. If you feed people that all the time and then one day you serve them a beautiful souffle, it's going to be too rich for their palate. And so I feel like that with Star Wars. (laughs) I feel like we've been fed a lot of shit and, uh, you know, now here's something that is fantastic. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoy The Mandalorian. Uh, I enjoy The Mandalorian a lot, but this is actually really good, properly good. So anyway, Mum's not a Star Wars fan, uh, but she did love uh, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, so I suggested that maybe she check out Andor. And then we had a little... uh, uh, poll over at the Patreon site where I asked everyone whether mum should watch Rogue One now 
you know, over Christmas, we uh, I'll head back to Adelaide and spend a bit of time with her. And I thought, oh, maybe we could watch Rogue One or maybe should wait until season two, which comes out in 2024. And it was essentially a 75% yes to watching it now. But I tell you what, the 25% who said no were really convincing. So I'll have to think this one through. It was a really great and uh, interesting to hear everyone talk about. It. And everyone had really, really good uh, thoughts on uh, why you should and shouldn't. But anyway, I'll be putting up some more polls over the festive season. And these will lead into what I'm going to be doing early in the new year. But we'll talk about that uh, in the next couple of weeks. Before we get into this, uh, I mentioned the Patreon, and one of the things that you get when you sign up is you have an episode that is dedicated to you. And today's shout-out goes to Jess Cohen Cornelius. Yes, Jess, it's you. She is not only a new Patreon subscriber and a Gun TV producer, but also a good friend of mine. It's too much. I work with Jess, and then she signed up for the Patreon, and it's, you know, it's very sweet. I, I feel like I uh, have to give a little bit extra because she puts up with me all the time. I work with Jess on the uh, great ABC show Question Everything. Uh, We've had a really fantastic season. And for those of you overseas, it's a TV show here in Australia that brings a broad range of comedians together to tackle misinformation in the media. And it's a really funny show. And uh, we created our first season in lockdown and it was really hard and I was really proud of everyone but this season uh, we had more access and we were able to really get it rolling and I I think we did some really great work this year and we unearthed some new talent and we reminded you about some older talent that you may not have seen for a while but anyway this episode's all about you Jess thank you for being a supporter of our work here but also thanks for being a great work collaborator Uh, I Sorry I disappeared from the end of year party, but look, there's a point as an old man where you know you're having a great time, and if you have one more drink, you'll end up on a heart bum machine for the next month. And as the great philosopher and butler Alfred Pennyworth once said, know your limits, Master Wayne. Uh, Just enjoy the summer break and be careful out there in the parks with the kids. That equipment can be dangerous. Little in joke there, just for Jess. Anyway, if you'd like to sign up to the Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you can gain access to ad free and bonus podcasts, scripts, discounts for live events. You receive shout outs and access to our private Facebook page. And you can also take part in helping craft certain episodes here. So head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid, and you'll find a tier that suits you. And uh, all of that goes towards helping maintain the production of this podcast. It all goes back into this, and so you can hear uh, your money's work. Okay, uh, let's bring in my good pal, Alex J. I love these episodes. I really love catching up with her and finding out uh, which movies took her by surprise while she's been co-hosting her podcast, Dude Cinema. Let's get Alex and bring her in now. So apart from having a mild nervous breakdown when you said to me off air that you hadn't been back since March because it <laughs> only feels like it felt like a few months. But a few not, months. I would have guessed August. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But so, it was March. It was March. So you are long overdue to be back on the show because even though I'm not quite sure what this segment is called, mm-hmm. it, it is one of my favourites that we do. Cool. Let's call it something real real snappy, real easy. Surprise five. It's Alex's movies that she did on her podcast that surprised her that she liked them because she didn't think that she would. There you go. We can oh, that's great. anachronize that. It would be really easy. Yep. If if someone's listening, that can <laughs> re- send Put us the acronym. Put some graphics into that. <laughs> yeah, we would really appreciate it. Thank you. Just fit it into a thumbnail if you can. If you, in, if you, if you have time, person that I don't know who you are, mm. if you can make the little image of of Alex saying that and me being crushed underneath the acronym. Yes. Oh, that would be perfect. Me trying to hold up the acronym. I think this person's name is Jerry. That's who we're talking to. Jerry, the graphic designer. Come on, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. I know you can do it, so thank you very much. Uh, more importantly, the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema, which you host with our pal, Beck Charlwood. Mm-hmm. 200 episodes. We sure did. That's exciting. 200 dude movies. That's <laughs> like, look, I was kind of focusing more on the 200 podcast, but it oh, is sure. 200 dude movies, isn't <laughs> we it? We focus more on the amount of movies we've had to watch. <laughs> wow. What do you reckon your percentage of, so 200 movies mm. that dudes bang on about? Mm. What do you reckon? Is it 50-50 that you've enjoyed? Uh, is it is it 75-25? I'd say 70-30, not enjoyed, too enjoyed. Yeah. Mostly not enjoyed. But that's the point. That's why we yep. did it because we don't normally like these movies, so we're trying to find those diamonds in yep. the rough. So that's 140 movies that you <sighs> that have not enjoyed. Not enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say not enjoyed, there's – Gradients. There's great. There's levels. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, also, I just wanted to uh, note that it's now called just the Dude Cinema Podcast, not oh, the Ladies' it? Guide to. You weren't. I don't. Did not expect you oh. to be aware of our rebrand. Um, it's just be, we did that because we realised that the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema, like the graphic that Jerry will be making for us, is quite a long title. Right. And it's not snappy. Oh. So we've changed it just to Dude Cinema. That's funny because I'd seen. Dude cinema written online, etc. Mm-hmm. But I just figured that was shorthand. That was shorthand. It was for many years, and, and then now, we decided to now it's just lean hand. into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did think of you uh, just the other day because the new Steven Spielberg movie is coming out, The Fablemans, with uh, oh. Michelle Williams and Paul Dano. Oh, uh, I've not even heard of this. We yeah. love those two people. And it's uh, it's very much his story about uh, falling in love with cinema as a oh. child. Okay. Normally, I am not really for those types of movies. You mm-hmm. know, people, you know, like anyone talking about their love of the thing that they are successful that at they is, do. is a bit yeah. like, sure, mate. Yeah. No worries. Of course you love it. Yeah. You're doing it and you're wildly successful at it. Yeah. It's like when I go and see a stand-up show and someone bangs on about their, this is my dream job. Great. Oh, yuck. I hate hearing that. Like, <laughs> hate your job like the rest of us. Yeah. And also, like, good on. You're doing it. Yeah. We're here. There you are. Go on. <laughs> Say something. Say something interesting. Anyway, <laughs> friends have said that as well. But anyway. <sighs> but, um, but I'm cu- like I'm curious to see this movie because mm. I love Spielberg. But the reason I thought of you and Beck mm. was that the Ritz Cinema is putting on some of the classic Spielberg films. Ooh. And there were movies that I know that the two of you – didn't quite enjoy, mm-hmm. and I wonder 
what it would be like for you to see something like in Raiders a of the Lost Ark. Cinema experience. At the Ritz with people. Okay. When's that? Like December. Ooh, that's actually perfect timing. I oh, know I won't I won't spoil it. We've got because our four year anniversary is coming up in right. at the beginning of February. Yeah. So we've got a few fun episode ideas for that. So that yep. might actually tie into our plans for that. Yeah. Maybe we should do something. Maybe be... maybe the three of us should go. Because I that saw would be fun. I saw Raiders as a kid when it came out. Yeah, okay. So I was sitting in the cinema and I was like I was even blown away by the moment that the Paramount mountain faded into the mountain. I was okay. like, what is happening? <laughs> I'd never seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, normally it's that thing and then something else happens. Okay, but- well, if we see it together, I expect you to be like, whoa, audibly in the cinema when that happens. I need you I'll to recreate it. that moment for I'll, us. I'll, I'll, I'll do the whole thing. You, you, you'll, get the, you'll get the two jiggy legs going up and down through yeah. all the exciting moments. Chucked up, smeared everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, oh, I was... Yeah. Uh, I was uh, very good at uh, sticking all that food in my mouth. Straight it did down. not go anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar childhood, yeah. Um, before we get into uh, the movies that have taken you by surprise, mm. how many do we have today? Oh, I, so last time I came, like the last few times I've like listed them and, and ranked them yep. and I didn't do that this time. Yep. I just went through all of the movies we've done since March. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight that okay. I was surprised by since March. All right. Oh, that's good. Surprised by so others that I I have liked, but I was expecting to like them. Like we did say Team America World Police. I knew I was going to love that one. Oh yeah, that kind of stuff. So I didn't bother including those. (laughs) Only the ones that have surprised me. That's a funny movie. That's a great movie. Like. You know, I think I've told you that when I uh, and people who have heard this podcast have heard me tell this story on stage. But uh, when I saw. Uh, when I went to the two premieres of Interstellar back-to-back. Yeah. And the second time I saw it, because nobody knows that um, – sorry, I'm 100% convinced that you've seen Interstellar, haven't you? I have not. Oh, I, anyway, I let's it's, move it's on. It's on our list. No, 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 let's move on. Anyway. Oh, okay. Everyone who's listening to this who you, – you know the routine I was about to tell. Okay. You, all of you listening, you know exactly the story and we will get back to this. Okay, so Alex. next – okay, I'll make an admission yeah. that between now and the next six months we'll do Interstellar so that yeah. can be on my list for next time. Just so I can tell this throwaway story. Perfect. <laughs> all right, let's bookmark that. I can't wait. <laughs> um, before before we get into it, just briefly, have you seen any movies at the cinema that you've enjoyed, not enjoyed? Look, I'm not a big, as, you know, this as is canon with our podcast, I'm not a big cinema girl. I really much prefer to watch the movies in my own house yeah. with a pausing apparatus available. But I, I get it. My partner is a big, I want to see this in the cinema guy. He's, he's, well, he's, he's a cameraman. He's a cameraman. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's a cameraman. He's in the industry. He loves all that stuff. So yeah. unfo- it was very unfortunate we didn't get to see Dune in the cinema. He had to watch that at home, which was really like that just devastated him. His he was so excited for Dune. Well, um, sorry, why didn't was he away working or something? I think we yeah, we just ran out of time or something. You can can you say to him from me mm. like I feel his pain because yeah. that was beautiful. Okay, I might not tell him that. I might tell him, well, hey, t- babe, guess what? It you, actually sucked in the cinema. You know what? I like, It was racist somehow. It was <laughs> – the cinematography was yeah. racist. I, you know what you could do if you wanted mm. is uh, get on to subs- uh, mail outs to Ritz and that's things smart. like that. And then when it's coming up, surprise him. Oh, that's nice. 
that would be a nice thing for me to do. Because it will come out. Yeah. Again. They will redo because, it. Because the sequel will come out. So it will of be course. re-released. So. That's a really nice thing for yeah. me to do. Thank you. And I'm going to take a full credit for that when it happens. Absolutely. <laughs> At the wedding, feel free to just <laughs> drop that. Somewhere important, like in the nuptials. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I, I was going to say to you, I... I saw – I've seen mm. quite a few films at the cinema recently uh, and it's been all the small ones that mm-hmm. I've loved. Great. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin with uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan oh. Gleeson, by, uh, directed by and written by Martin McDonough who made In Bruges. Have you seen In Bruges I've not yet? seen In Bruges. Yeah, so that was great. Um, but uh, the two big blockbusters that I saw, mm-hmm. I had the – complete opposite reactions to you. I saw The Rock in Black Adam and I walked oh, yeah. out of that movie feeling concussed. I just hated it. Oh, and no. it was so loud and relentless and I thought it was awful. Bummer. And then I saw Black Panther Wakanda Forever, yeah. which it has flaws, but the flaws come from the fact that the leading man died in post in pre production. Yeah. Right. Like they had a completely different story. Wow. And they had to completely rewrite it. Wow. And they had to put in a completely new story and they had to change the storylines of other characters and that is not an easy thing to do. With a Marvel film? With a Marvel film because you have to keep everything else. Oh, yeah, it's so intricate. And then on top of that, I think this is the thing that people forget about. They're all grieving because that was their friend. Yeah. That was their peer. Yeah, I didn't think that. So they're grieving while they're doing all of this. And I thought it was pretty spectacular. process. Okay, great. Cool. Yeah. We, I had high hopes for that one. I loved the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's saturated in grief, mm. but it's earned within mm. the storyline. It never... Oh, good. It's never... Does he die in the storyline? Like, do you want to know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Spoilers for a second for... Yeah. By the time I put this up, which will be in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you, you know, if, if you were going to see it, you were going to see Would it. Would have already seen it. Uh, you know his sister, yes. Shuri? It starts with her... Uh, trying to save him. He's got a disease of some sort. You don't oh. see him. She's trying to save him. She's oh. doing all this stuff. And then the queen, Angela Bassett, comes in and says, he's gone. <gasps> so that's the start of the film. Whoa. And then you get a you get a funeral. And The film is grieving him as the production is actually grieving Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And so, you know, like I've seen some criticisms that I don't necessarily disagree with. There's, you know, there's the typical Marvel thing of why is that character in here? Yeah. You know, sure. but... Um, that is the... That's my constant experience when watching Marvel. I'm like, who's that? Why is that person here? Who's th- th- this? Does that person need to be in <laughs> yeah. now? Like I personally <laughs> am I meant to? Am I attaching myself to this person emotionally yet? Oh, no, they, they're gone. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like... Maybe that character wouldn't have felt as sandwiched in in the previous version of the storyline, mm-hmm. but okay. now that you now that you have to add this other storyline yeah. that was not there, mm. it's you know but anyway. Just, yeah, and you know what? Just seeing a lot of fucking tough women, like it's just Fuck yeah. it's chock full of great women. Nice, just and like when the credits go at the end, mm. the first what twelve, thirteen people mentioned. It's only two men. <sighs> Love it's a that. It's big Marvel blockbuster that's made what? like $400 million in its first 10 days. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Is this cast or crew? What do you mean? Oh, do you it's mean, all cast. Like, yeah, like, all I, the cast I mean, is you know, it's like Lupita Nyong'o. It's uh, Letitia yeah. Wright. It's uh, Daniela Guerrero. You know, um, you know, it's all – it's Angela Bassett. It's, <sighs> you know, so – Okay, yeah, we have to do anyway, it. All right. Um, 
let's get to your list. Yes. So we're, we're going to go in – this time we're going in chronological order. Is sure. that right? Yes, that's actually, yep. yes. <laughs> so, so what month was this? All right, so let's start from the bottom. So uh, – oh, this is actually all kind of recently in the last few months. We've, okay. We had a run of movies that we fucking loved. This one, I don't know where you stand on this movie, but I assume it's positive because that's the consensus in the whole entire world. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yes. Did you like? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. I uh, – so – I don't give a shit about Top Gun. Same. And uh, honestly, only went to see this because I had one of those New South Wales passes that was about <laughs> yeah, to... Yeah, the... What, did, what were they the, called? You know, the go to the cinema or the restaurants yeah, or... Yeah, the food or... And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know what? Like, if I'm going to see it, and I knew that they I'm had filmed... It for free. Yeah, but I also knew that they'd filmed in planes. Yes. So I was like, well, if I'm going to see it, I may as well see it on the big screen. Absolutely. That's when, yes, Luke did um, convince me that that needs to be done at the movies. Yeah. And I needed to anyway because we were doing – we wanted to do it yeah. as it came out for yeah. the podcast. Yeah. And, um, you know, in many ways it's – you. I don't know about you, but pretty much from the start you can work out what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing surprising about the film at all. Sure, yeah. But it is – there was just something uh, – you know, it was the perfect antidote – to Marvel films mm. that undercut every moment with quips and, yep. and you know, yep. lines yep. and serious moments. Cameos. That there was just something sincere mm. and traditional about this film that I just found to be a breath of fresh air. Yep. Like if it had come out when it was meant to come out, maybe in 2019, maybe I don't enjoy it as much. Interesting. But coming out now, was it just felt like an old movie experience and I – Honestly, thought the Val Kilmer stuff was handled really well. Yeah, and uh, I just had a really good time. Yeah, fuck yeah, it's such a good time of a movie because yeah. I'm the same. Like I, not don't, I don't not have an opinion on Top Gun. I actively disliked the original Top Gun. Yeah, it was actually the second movie we ever did for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah, was the original right. Top Gun. We did <laughs> Indiana and then yeah. Top Gun and yeah. Silent Civil Lambs. They were our first three episodes. So we, um, yeah, I was like not looking forward to it. I was worried because I'm also historically not a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, I find him creepy and smarmy, and yeah. I don't find him charming. And so I was like, I'm not going to like this movie at all. And Literally, as soon as the first beat started, and what that that Hans Zimmer yeah. fucking score came over, and it, it was basically shot for shot of the same of the same opening from the eighties yeah. version. I I was just like literally, over, I felt it physically. I was overwhelmed with joy and yeah. anticipation, and that never happens in movies for me anymore. So yeah, great. Yeah, you're right. It was a breath of fresh air because every other blockbuster at the movies these days, I know this is old news, but it's Marvel. Yeah. And it made me love Tom Cruise. I I knew all of the of the, the law going into it about how, yeah, they all he insisted that they record everything real, yeah. like IRL up in the planes and yeah. everything. So I was appreciated that going into it. But I was just like, I don't know, this is this I love this new act. Whatever this new act in Tom Cruise's life is, that's where I come into Tom Cruise fandom, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, like I don't know how I feel about the man, mm. but there's some. Oh, the yeah. thing about his acting is that. So I love the Mission Impossible films. I think they're, sure. they're, they're. I think they're just fun. We 
have never done the mission. We have not even done Mission Impossible yet, oh, yeah. and we're two hundred movies in. That's oh, how yeah. many dude, dude movies, movies there are so in the many world. Dude <laughs> um, uh, you know, I think they kind of get better as they go along. I think okay. the first one's good. The second one is the floundery one. The third one kind of finds its rhythm and it goes mm-hmm. from there. There's something interesting about him in that, for me, he can hide in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So if oh, you, yeah. so I know like I know people who can't watch a Tom Cruise movie because they hate him so much. But for me, I'm indifferent to him and he can be in a scene and it's almost like he's a part of the aesthetic rather than standing out to I'm me. I'm watching I, Tom Cruise. Yeah, And that yeah. to me is his superpower Skill, as yeah. an actor, you know. I see that. Uh, how do you feel about Miles Teller walking around without a shirt on? <sighs> well, Miles Teller is the official <laughs> boyfriend of the Dude Cinema podcast since that movie. We're obsessed. I had a feeling. Oh, my God. And when he's singing Great Balls of Fire and yeah. he's all sun-kissed yeah. and aviator glass. Oh, yeah. That, he's, oh. he's got some dad issues. Oh, That's he's great. got dad issues. He's got mum issues. It's perfect. Yeah. Mum's dead. Dad's yeah. dead. <laughs> uh, you know, Sexy as fuck. <laughs> I reckon Glenn Powell, you know, is the, Which you know, he? who's the guy who's like the. the, the his, his rival. Yeah. He's I, great too. He's great. Um, Ugh. You know, you get cameos by John Hamm. Like, well, not cameo, but yeah. John Hamm's great in that John role. John Hamm's there not as a comedic performance at all whatsoever. Yeah. Ed Harris comes in for a little bit of stuff and he's perfect. Ed Harris plays an a, brand, a generic authority figure as great. always. As always. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly is still oh. smoking hot. She's, oh, yeah, everything about it. Yeah. And, the, of course, the beach scene. What a, a, great. It was just a, Which they, they had to film twice. I read that. Yeah. They all and then after they filmed the first one, they all went and like had lasagna and stuff. <laughs> and then Tom was like, "Actually, uh, 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 we're going to do it again. You got to go, got to strip down <laughs> for another week." Back in the gym, pumping oh. so Yeah, funny. it was just like that. It just gave me nostalgia for an era of films that I'm not even a fan of. Like yeah. That, but it just it everything it did, it wanted yeah. to do, everything it wanted to elicit, I yeah. was there for. No, I totally get it. I totally get it. Do you know the alternate way you can watch it? Have you mm. heard of this? No. So the so you can just – look, I, I think the movie is the movie and mm-hmm. that's part of its charm. It is what it is. Sure. But you know there's the Quentin Tarantino rant about the first Top Gun being a, a gay – analogy of because uh, it's all about you know you can ride my tail and you know <laughs> I've not heard that uh, you, you have to look that up okay. it's, it's great it's it's in a movie and it's Tarantino doing a, a very Tarantino-esque bit it's Monologue, not, a, it's not yep. a Tarantino movie okay it's in another movie but he's in but it but he's in it playing doing a kind, of, kind of playing himself and he's talking about you know like Iceman's gay and he's trying to get Maverick to join his side and Maverick's off and it's it's just a funny reading of yeah, Top yeah, Gun yeah cool. Well, you can do it with this film, but it's not gay. What you can do is – so I, I've heard that at the start when that plane gets to Mach 10.3, yes. if he ejected, he'd be soup. Oh. He would be – there would course. be nothing left. Yeah, right. Like it, 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 he's not landing on the ground. Yeah. He's vaporised because – There's no ejecting. There's yeah. nothing left. So you could also view this as a death dream. <laughs> <laughs> just as he's oh, yeah. just as he's flicking out, he's making everything right with you know his he's best friend's son, and you know, I yeah, I can see that. I don't think that's what the movie is. No, but I like it. But it's you know, yeah, it's a fun way to rewatch it. Definitely. All right, great. That's great. All right, what's uh, what's your uh, number two surprising film? A fish called Wonder. 
Ah, interesting. Mm, I have not seen that since – I've weirdly only ever seen it once. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think I watched it when I was a kid. I remember mum and dad used to watch it a bit. Yeah. Um, and this was brought to us by our guest Anthony Lacaggio, a Sydney comedian. Yep. It's one of his favourites. And That's interesting. Yeah. Anthony doesn't yeah. seem yeah. old enough for a fish called Wanda. That's he's just got beautiful skin. He's basically my <laughs> age. Um, we, we found out right. no no no, he's a long I think anyway. Um so I wasn't expecting to like it just because yep. I just have a prejudice, as I've said before on this podcast, of, of anything that's too old. I'm just yep. like, I'm just, I just know I'm not going to get invested in this. But oh my god, usually like, harder with comedies too. And with yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, for example, we just did Caddyshack and right. did not enjoy it because it's not for us. Yeah. It's not for us now. It's for people back when it was made, yeah. comedy wise. I got to be honest. I like there's bits of Caddyshack that I like, but I I was never mm. really a Caddyshack guy. I have to oh, be honest yeah. as well. I'm not really a fish called Wonder guy. Like mm. like I thought it was funny, but have never felt an urge to rewatch it. I would recommend a rewatch. Okay, I great. think some of its comedy, a lot of its comedy, still really holds up, and yeah. it's so funny. I can't remember if it was this one where there's some improvised scenes potentially, but. It's just Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Is so funny. Kevin Klein. Kevin is. Klein. He won an Oscar for it. He oozes. It's like one of the charm. O- yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's one of the only Oscars awarded to a comedy film. Yeah. Um, and John Cleese is fantastic, and he wrote it. I think. Yeah. So it's got very much got that kind of Monty Python esque whimsy, but it's yep. very much set in reality, which yep. I which I enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's fucking funny. It holds up. Just in case anyone wondered uh, if they've never heard of it before or wondered if it was mm. a hit, its budget was seven and a half million dollars. Oh, wow. Do you know how much it made? How much? A hundred and eighty eight point <gasps> six. Whoa! This is nineteen eighty eight. Do you know what I mean? Like that is holy shit. Like that's a return. That's crazy. <laughs> so it's not even one of those ones that became a cult following. It nah, was just always it was, popular. Yeah, it was a hit right from the get go. Yeah, but yeah, that's really funny. Do you know much about John Cleese now? Uh, I follow him on Twitter. I know he's not super beloved anymore. He's 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 made a couple of wrong steps here and there. It's always so hard because. Um, in many ways, I feel like, you know, this is the hard thing about comedy is because it's always moving forward. Mm. And, it, like, I kind of think it doesn't matter if you lament that you can't do certain things anymore. Mm. It's moved on. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I just don't quite. That's his main thing is that he's lamenting that comedy, like, you can't say this anymore yeah. type stuff. But you can you totally can. Everyone says everything. Yeah. Like that's that's the mm. that's the ridiculousness of it all. Is if you if you just ignore Twitter, like you know who's you know who did some sold out shows last week. Mm. Um, what's his name that got cancelled? Uh, I'm just trying to blank. Isaac Butterfield. Um, Sorry. Yeah. No, oh, Louis C.K. Yeah, Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I knew, and I and I, I know quite a few comedians who went who all oh, t- so do I. Who told me. Oh yeah, can you not tell anyone? But I went and saw Louis C.K. and then you say, "Oh yeah, what'd you think?" Oh, it was brilliant. It was amazing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was in a green room the other day, and there was um, a group of dudes who had been to see it, and I was just kind of in the, the side on my phone, mm. but de- like overhearing them talking yeah. about how good Louis was, and um, I think it was a little bit in hushed tones because I was yeah. in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Boys, come on, own it." If that's, own it. I look, I 
I don't think I've said here, but I've definitely said on my own podcast before, I was a massive Louis C.K. fan. Like yeah. he was one of the reasons I started stand-up. Like that's that yeah. kind of story for me. And I grieved heavily because <laughs> it's all about me uh, when he did what he did or when it came out. Because yeah. I was like, I'm going to miss enjoying this man. Um, but yeah. How do we get John Cleese? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting though. I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting thing, and uh, yeah, it's a hot I, topic at the moment because uh, he just toured. So. I, th- I think you know what. I kind of respect those guys for talking about it in hushed tones and not being brazen. I do in too. Front of you I just I thought it was you very know? funny. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, and I'm not going to be like, you guys fucking went to Louis. Oh my god, you're the worst. You know, allies. Like, no, of course. I'd, it'd be funny if you did it that way. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be totally into that. Um, all right, uh, movie number three. Uh, Ex Machina. Oh. Now I, this is a bit of it. I wasn't super surprised that I like this because I yeah. had seen it before many years ago and I remember liking it. But coming back into it, I was worried that it might not hold up to yeah, right. is my that, memory. Is that a, I guess that uh, – that's interesting. Is that a dude movie? Because it feels – like I guess it's a, a nerdy dude movie. Yeah, well, dude <laughs> cinema – The nerdy duty movie. The nerdy duty. <laughs> we, they're all, we love them. Yeah. <laughs> we a love the nerdy duties. Um <laughs> We kind of just find dude cinema as any movie that a dude has been like, you have to see this movie, it's so good. Right. So that's why like A Fish Called Wanda still like comes into that because Anthony yep. Licagio had made his girlfriend yep. watch it very recently. Right. And she didn't like it, which was very funny. Um, yeah, so I definitely have been told to watch Ex Machina by um, many, many dudes before and that's why I originally watched it. Yeah. And I was worried it wouldn't hold up, but it really does. I loved it. Yeah. Are you an Oscar Isaac fan? Big time. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a beautiful Oscar Isaac film. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I tried to watch um God, I, I watched four of the six episodes of Moon Knight and I love Oscar Isaac. And, oh, and what's, so what's it's a Marvel oh, series. Yeah. Right. And it's it's Ethan Hawke who I love and Oscar Isaac oh, yeah. that I love. And I got to four episodes. There was only two to go and it's like I'm watching heaps of good stuff. I, I, I can't even bring myself. So this is not worth my time. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, Domhnall Gleeson as well. <gasps> He's so good. Yeah. Um. Have yeah. you? I I've recommended this on my own podcast so many times. But have you seen the show? It's a Disney Plus show with him and Steve Carell called The Patient. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, I have seen it there. I really recommend it. Yeah, great. It's uh, it's. I've heard really good things about it. So fucking good. Yeah. Um, and I that that's the only other thing I'd ever seen Dom or Dom Dom Domnall, Domnall, yeah. Domnall yeah. Gleason in before. Yeah. Um, and he really gets to shine in this because he's the this isn't spoiling, but he's the villain in The Patient. Yeah. Whereas in Ex Machina, he was just kind of the bright eyed bushy tailed. Yeah. 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 Um. So oh, he's fantastic. It's a really good film. Also, it was the first time I'd seen uh, Alicia Vikander in anything. Before. Oh yeah. I'd never seen her in anything. Has she been in something one. else recently? Uh, God, she was uh, Tomb Raider, the the oh, remake okay. of Tomb Raider. Um, let's have a look. What's she been in recently? Uh, she like was in The Green Knight. Uh, she was in uh, Tomb Raider. I've already said that. What else has she been in? Uh... She was in Jason Bourne. Oh, that might be what I was thinking We saw thinking The of. Man from Uncle. Okay. It, it felt like she was about to be pretty big. And yeah. then, uh, like, you know, she's she's made heaps of things since then. <laughs> but um, it's funny. It's uh, not quite, hasn't quite 
gotten there. But mm. I I don't think that's uh, anything on her. Um, you know, you just need a bit of luck sometimes. Like mm. Tomb Raider felt oh, like yeah. it was a, a smart move. Yeah, and they just time. didn't quite get there. But this yeah. is a good film. It's a sci-fi film, and um, oh, it's and I don't normally like sci-fi at all. Yeah, right. But I found this riveting. Yeah, just the storyline of it so engaging. Yeah. I love anything like psychological thrillery. Yeah, you don't know what's going on until the last moment. That kind of shit. You know, pretty small budget for a sci-fi film, fifteen million. So mm. it's it's very contained, isn't it? And yeah. it has that uh, has that amazing uh, scene where Oscar Isaac is dancing with oh, all the colours going. Dancing yeah. scene. Yeah. Ugh. And he's kind of got a bit of a dad bod, hasn't he? He's what? he's he works out and stuff, but yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's like he's chunky. Yeah, yeah. So seeing a chunky guy move nicely is with like with this beautiful woo! disco dancing. Yeah. I loved it. That's great. You, you say uh, you don't like sci-fi. Mm. You, you, have you? I can't remember have, where where do you stand on Star Wars? Oh, we I hadn't seen it till the podcast, and it was fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We'll never watch anything of it ever again. But yeah. it was fine. I it's didn't funny. Hate it. I'm, um, you know, uh, I do. I have to say, as just a half-hour show, I really enjoy the Mandalorian because I that heard many good that, things. That Yoda, um, you know, baby, baby Yoda, Yoda is. You know what? It was especially when it came out. Was like, oh, it's cute. Mm. And I and the Mandalorian never takes his helmet off, so he could be anyone. So you just have a good time. That's cool. That's fun. But I've just I'm halfway through the TV se- uh, series Andor, which I had no interest in watching. Heard about that. And then too. I found out Tony Gilroy made it, and Tony Gilroy made the Bourne movies. Wrote ah. the Bourne movies. He made the uh, the George Clooney movie Michael Clayton with Julia oh, yeah. Swinton, and I really love Tony Gilroy. Mm. And I was watching, and so I'm halfway through the first season of that, and. Um, Really loving it, like like it feels like I've actually heard really good things. It's like grown up Star Wars, and of course, cool. it's the one that's being the least watched because Why? it's because it's you know it's good. Yeah, <laughs> but there's little there's um little context uh, like little moments where one of the uh, someone who works for the Empire, you just you you can work out his family dynamic immediately where he's trying to put on a belt and mm-hmm. he can't he can't get it to strap around. And he complains that they've done something to it. Mm-hmm. And his wife says, well, maybe you've been eating a lot. And then the, his son is doesn't want to go to this function. And he's got, obviously got consumption problems and he complains that it's sick. And you know what? It doesn't sound like much, but you just don't get that in Star Wars films. And you right, get I immediately... Really good storytelling in a yeah, quick moment. Yeah. yeah, I immediately know that family. Like this is the first time I met them and I'm going, he's been here for a while. He's trying to move on. She doesn't want to be there. This place is affecting her son. He's quite clearly getting fat living here and not really putting himself out. He's getting annoyed that they're... Wow. Do you know what I mean? And I love that. So it's just... Being able to... Yeah. And it's one of those things that you just, you know... To tell so much yeah. exposition. Because that's what I find so much with these... Some of these movies, it's just like there's either too much exposition that's boring or not enough exposition and I'm like just lost for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those moments. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that is I. good storytelling right there. Okay. Uh, what's your next film? Oh, by the way, I oh. love Ex Machina as well. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just great. Great movie. Um, so, this one was brought to us by a guest, uh, Sydney comedian, Seren Jayamana. Seren. Seren. We love Seren. Um he brought us an Indian film called The Lunchbox. Oh, I don't know this one. Oh, I think you'd love it. Okay, let's look it Not up. Not to do it right now, but no, I, I do think you would love The Lunchbox. Yep. Um, I'd never heard of it. 
and because it's a an interesting foreign film, so that doesn't <laughs> come across my desk very oh, often. Oh yeah, it's uh, um, Irfan Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the lead, mm-hmm. he's great. Who um, I think um, uh, Christopher Nolan tried to get into Interstellar in, ah, in a role. So there you go. Um, how interesting. Yeah. So sorry. T- tell us about the lunchbox. So the lunch is a very simple concept, but it's a, it's a basically like it's a romantic drama film. There's mm-hmm. there's lighthearted elements of comedy, um, but it's, it's a feel good movie. But not everything is always amazing the sad moments it's just a real lovely tapestry of all the good emotions from and it's just it's just nice sometimes when someone brings us a movie that's not a big shoot 'em up action movie and you can really sink your teeth into like the storyline and the characters yeah um so that's what this movie is so basically it's about so there's this there's a service in india it's set in mumbai there's a service where people mm, Oh, it's it's got a name, but I can't uh, I've got remember it here. Oh, if yeah. I, I didn't want to interrupt oh. you, but I can read it to you if you like. Yes, you've... the the Dabawala. Dabawala, yeah. Dabawala. Dabawala. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yep. It's a service where they. It's a lunchbox delivery and return system that delivers hot lunches from homes and restaurants to people at work in India, especially in Mumbai. Yes. And so it's just this guy on a bike. Many, many people do this service. Yeah. But it's a guy on a bike. He picks up your lunch from your house, like just before lunchtime. So it's basically like you're already at work. Your lunch is being prepared by your wife or whatever at home. It's hot. It's in this really cool, like, Meant like Indian lunchbox, which has got like it's long and cylindrical, and there's meant like there's four different sections yeah. in it, and they all go on top of each other. Yeah. And so then the delivery guy picks up like hundreds of these and then delivers them to all the different office buildings over Mumbai and then picks them up later and takes them back to the house. So I think Saren said that they do something like six million deliveries a week or something crazy and it's wow. the most <laughs> yeah. intricate and precise system. Harvard apparently studied it because right. it's so – like they make one mistake a month out of six million or whatever. Right. It's incredible. Wow. So it's, a, it's set on that. And so it's about this guy who's at getting um, – he's, he's single. He's an older man, single at his office job. He gets his – lunch delivered from a restaurant yep. and accidentally this one this other guy's lunch starts getting delivered to him and we then meet the wife of the other guy who's 
in an unhappy marriage at right. home making the lunch. And so then they start communicating through this mis- this incorrect delivery oh. and it's it's lovely. Yeah, that does sound um, lovely. But ah. the, the system is just like such an interesting thing to think about when you're watching it and I think it's really beautifully written. It's not it's – not, Crazy heavy dialogue. It's there's a lot of beautiful just moments. And yeah. the score is lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll have to check that out. I'm always excited to hear. Uh, it's um, how did you find it? Where? How did you watch it? Did SBS? SBS. It's on great. SBS, great. Yeah. Because do you find when you're trying to watch uh, foreign films, it's really hard to find them here in Australia because they're tied up with so many different uh, right. I would love to say I watch enough foreign films to have an opinion on how hard it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, um, so, you know, I know you don't, uh, you're not married to the cinema experience, Mm. but uh, a film that I've been wanting. That's a really nice way of saying it. Thank you for succinctly describing that. That's what I'll, that's what I'll use next time someone asks me to go to the movie. I'm not married to the cinema experience. (laughs) Yeah. I'm happy to go on a date with it, but I'm not married to it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, you. Um, I'm not going to be faithful yeah. to the cinema experience. I'll take it till lunch. Yeah, sure, yeah. But <laughs> we'll stay in touch, but don't ask any more of me. Like, geez, why are you so so needy? It's, cinema, it's, it's, cinema is very needy. <laughs> cinema is needy. Um, and I am happy to fill those needs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here for you, cinema. You but are married. You are till death do us part no, to I'm, the cinema experience. I'm spooning the cinema. That's uh, right there. Whatever you need, cinema. But um, a, a movie that I'd always wanted to see was uh, In the Mood for Love, which is a, mm-hmm. a movie from 2000, which is a romantic drama uh, written, produced and directed by Wong Kar-wai. And it's um, a, a story about... Uh, uh, a man and a woman whose spouses have an affair together and who slowly develop feelings for each other. And oh. I did not realise that. I thought it was about them having an affair. And so I saw it at the Ritz Cinema when they had their 85 years of mm-hmm. uh, uh, history, uh, birthday, and they had an old, a movie from every year for cool. 85 days in a row or something like that. So I finally went and saw it and it looked so – I think it's one of the most – beautiful movies I've ever seen wow. and I would suggest watching it even for um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a woman dress better Ooh. <laughs> all the way it. oh I love that what's it called <laughs> uh, in the mood for love in the mood for love but once again it's um, uh, it's uh, you know it's it's repressed, you know, it's it's a repressed love affair, you know, mm. so it's very quiet and mm. it's all internal. But uh, be- because I went in box. thinking it's about them having an affair and then I realised it's, oh, it's about the spouses having an affair and them realising and kind right. of growing feelings for each other. Um, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I like those yeah. storylines. All right. Uh, what do we have next? Next. Um, this one, have you, did you watch the movie Men? No. Okay. That just gets a special mention because that was never recommended to us. We just right. did it because of it's it's in the name. Okay. Um, it's yeah. Literally called Men. So we were like, we'll watch it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to say anything then. Because um, I recommend watching it. Okay. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. For the most part. Right. That's all I'll say. Okay. I've heard pretty conflicting, mm-hmm. uh, not even reviews, just reports from people who have seen it. I know some people who thought it was fantastic and then I know people who have not liked it at all. Mm. And um, I think it came out at a relatively busy 
period and it came I, out at a weird time yeah. yeah and i just remember like i had i had choices to make and mm. it was like uh, i'm gonna let this one go yeah i do love jesse buckley i think she is oh is she the, the, the main? lead yeah oh, she's great yeah yeah and she's fantastic she is i've seen her in a season of fargo she was in the tv series chernobyl which um i don't know about was she Yes. Who was she in Chernobyl? Her husband was the <gasps> je- guy, who, uh, the fireman who went in. And she was the one who... Had to, followed him to followed- the... Oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I didn't pick that. Yeah, that's Jessie Oh, Buckley. I like that. Yeah, she's really good. She's great. And um, I saw her and she was in... God, did I watch the, this year? Uh, the... Um, uh, the Maggie Gyllenhaal film, The Lost Daughter. Oh, uh, oh, that was 2021. Or maybe I only got around to it this year. Uh, and she plays the young version of Olivia Coleman's character. Okay. And uh, Dakota Johnson. And that is uh, also has Ed Harris. Ooh. Not playing an authoritarian figure. What? I know. And Peter Sarsgaard, who is um, Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband. Okay. And um, that is. good. That's. Uh, and she is. Wonderful mm. in that. Mm. Wonderful. So if you liked her, I do. Uh, go and check that out. But that's Alex Garland as well. Yes. Yeah. He also did Ex Machina, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah. All right. That's that's good. Like, uh, it's good to hear conflicting reports because yeah. that actually makes a movie in some ways more interesting. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up for Halloween, we did Ghostbusters 2016. The uh, female in quest, oh, female yeah. reboot, yeah, uh, and I fucking loved it. I wasn't yeah. not expecting to, but there was so much controversy surrounding the movie when it came out. Like yeah. it was so heavily panned, you know, t- all those Twitter like campaigns about well, killing the movie, and this is the this is the real big spike mm. in toxic masculinity. Was uh, it really, really was? You know, yeah. because it's Trump. It's all of that That's stuff. That's right, yeah. And, you know, I often think... Oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah. yeah well, I often think about this, that um, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, mm-hmm. when that first came out, there was lots of pushback against that. And really? Yeah, yeah. Because of Furiosa. Absolutely. <gasps> and so... But So that was 2015. Mm-hmm. And there were websites created about it. And, and by all these men, you know, oh, you fucking... Castrated Max and all that. And I found all of it really funny. It's very funny. And I also found it really embarrassing. It's like, what are you doing? Stop it. Like, like, it's just a movie. But also, like. Oh, obviously, everything you're saying is so wrong. But also, it's a movie. Like, that's the hill. Like, calm down. And, die but, on? but also, just. Um, he took off his balls. I was like, oh. what are you doing? You're just pointing out that you're a fucking soft cock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so anyway, I just thought it was hilarious. Mm. And then a year later, I realised that I was wrong to find it hilarious. There were more people like that out there. There were women thought. who agreed with those men and those people voted in Trump. <sighs> you know? I, I'm look. I know I'm making a direct correlation, which I can. No, I think it's but correct. There, there is Mad a vo- Max Fury Road caused the election of Trump. The well, it inspired. It inspired. Men. It riled people up. Yeah, yeah. But it just what it did was it pointed out that there were people 
you know, because you live in your own bubble. Of, you do. Because everyone I know who saw that film thought it was a fucking masterpiece. Right, yeah. <laughs> and that, she was, and Furiosa was super it, cool. Just the fact that she was a woman was just, oh, that's cool. And that's a disabled as woman. much as you think about it. Yeah, the, and then you move on because it's a Mad Max movie and shit's happening. Like, And it's great. Imagine getting fixated on that fact. It's great. It's embarrassing. And he's... He's fucking great in it. Like, He's so good. There's your dick and balls if you're so obsessed with seeing them on the screen. He's got him. Yeah. Well, Isn't you that know, enough? Like, you know, there's there's no subtlety in these men because they don't understand. Like, like you know, don't get me wrong. His biggest badass moment is when he just disappears into the night and comes back covered in blood and oh, someone true. has to point out it's not his blood and you go, fuck, what did he Whoa. do? But for What's people, he been up to? You know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> for people with an imagination, you go, well, I'm imagining some fucking heinous Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. It's people with no imagination. That's what it is. They're like, I just like to watch what I watch and it's on absolutely. the screen and that's all I can consume. But I'm taking away from uh, the Ghostbusters film. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yes. I, like I saw it at the cinema. And, uh, you know, it got pretty high with, uh, you know, I can't say who, but it was Will Anderson. <laughs> and uh, Shock horror. What? You know, it feels, <laughs> feels fine saying it. And, we, you know, we went gold class and we had snacks and we had nice. a really good time. You, That's can, fun. Yeah. Especially we, like, for this movie. We laughed heaps. Yeah. Can I, I will say that uh, a certain female comedian mm. kind of ruined the film for me. <gasps> By not liking it or by spoiling no, it? No, she enjoyed the film, but she pointed out something about Chris Hemsworth's acting that now I can't not see. Okay. And has subsequently kind of put a – I don't – I haven't really enjoyed Chris Hemsworth in a movie for a long time because oh. of it. You know, you know when someone Hit says – Yeah, I mean – Yeah, hey, have you noticed that? It's like, no, I haven't. Then you go, I can't stop watching now that. Now I'll never not see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was it? Oh, just, you know. Like I don't want to tell you because because I don't because if you enjoy, I'm not a Chris huge Hemsworth stan. He's he he's good looking, funny. He's enjoyable, yeah, yeah. Which isn't that funny? No, yeah, you can't be hot and funny. Sorry, like well, you, you, because you you're coming from a you know like even in even in Thor Ragnarok when he always looks like he's about to laugh and it's all. Mm. It's all a bit one note, and that's it's, part of the yeah. That's the whimsy of it. Yeah, but that's yeah. Yeah, it's not you know like John Hamm can be funny, mm-hmm. you know, but true. John Hamm also wasn't afraid to play himself as like a, a sex pest on sure. Uh, we tr- yeah, we trusted Netflix him and, from that. Yeah, so like we know you can go dark. Yeah, we know you can. You're not just like I'm the best. Or, and he, I'm could, a 10 or, or he, he could play a. F- fucking you know up himself like you know in um 30 rock when liz lemon just thinks he's i love his character yeah he's beautiful but he's an idiot and and also but it's also a commentary on that kind of guy where it's like yeah everything works out for you because you're beautiful and and, you have no skills because you've never had to develop (laughs) yeah and like that is such a an acute oh i respect that huge yeah Yeah. so anyway but yeah i don't see that all the women are great hemsworth Um, ghostbusters yeah so i wasn't expecting to not like it. I saw it at the movies when it came out and I just remember being like, that was funny, but I just don't think I had the real emotional connection and adoration for the cast that I do now. Yeah, right, right. Um, and so, fuck, it is so funny. I recommend a rewatch. It is so gag heavy, but yep. not in a gross way, like not in an exhausting way. It's just everything is so funny. Yeah. So, so funny. It's and just, it never stops. Uh, the director Paul Fag is a uh, is a uh, you know good director and mm-hmm. uh, and a funny writer as well. Um, 
you know, like Kate McKinnon's really funny. Oh, Leslie great. Jones is really funny. Oh, and Ms. Melissa Kristen. McCarthy was my MVP. Oh, yeah. Kristen Wiig is always... Always great. Like, I feel like Kristen Wiig is now at a point where she's just so good we kind of take her a little bit for granted. Yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the you know, as soon as I think of her, I think of her looking like a um, refugee from the movie Cats in Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she just escaped one bad film to end up in another That's bad true. film. But, um, but I like all of them, so yeah. yeah. It was just a, it's a great comedy and I'm just like – Is just that a dude movie? No, so we did it for – because it was a Halloween. Oh, wow. And okay. we were going to – we were thinking about just doing the original Ghostbusters yeah. and then we are like, fuck it, we'll do one for us. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. I, I have to say I was about to – Proper big ups to whoever was who, the dude. Was who the one, yeah. but, um, of course, it, there was no dude suggesting it, so which also really fits in with the ethos of the uh, podcast. Uh, it was the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I'm just so bummed that it was so like it had such a campaign against it and it kind of buried it because it left itself open for a sequel. Yeah. They had a sequel planned and yeah. they had to shelve it because of the uproar <sighs> and it just sucks. Like if that if that movie was, we kind of just decided like, if Ghostbusters 2016 was released now post me to post everything you know it would be so regarded like so well regarded yeah it um, was it had a budget of 144 and it made 229 which means it's 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 not it's not a it's not a bomb okay. but you you kind of have to like they would have had to probably make 300 to yeah to, to break even to even consider yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's it's almost like the budget of the film and then you take into account it, you have to double it for publicity and uh, Steven Soderbergh talked ah, about it with uh, I forget which film it was the um, he made a film that was like with Adam Driver and it was a uh, it was almost like a NASCAR version of Oh um, yeah. Uh, what is that film? It's like a NASCAR version of um, the Oceans movies. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah do you know, um, but uh, I'll see if I can find it quickly and if I can't find it because there's nothing. Is that the one where he was on a horse? No. no, that was for an ad, actually. <laughs> he was riding a horse shirt. No, this is a cars. Um, uh, you know, well, I'm not going to find it and I'm not going to put anyone else through listening to me go, ah, uh, while I'm trying to make <laughs> space to find it. But anyway, uh, and if you're listening and you're yelling at the podcast, sure I can't hear you. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Um, But anyway, uh, he, he made this big argument when he was um, – talking about making the film and he said you know what we don't need to do that kind of budget we need to think outside of the box we don't need to double the budget to sell this Uh. movie and he said let's do it you know let's be more creative let's uh, throw less money at it let's really do it the right way and uh, he discovered he was completely wrong (laughs) (laughs) you do logan lucky what is it? Logan Lucky in oh, 2017. Oh, yeah, heard that one. So, and, so he, and he said on this podcast, he was just like, no, no, Such you a, do. You do. You do need to throw in all this money. The that is movie the formula. Really tanked. So, ah, yeah. bummer. Anyway. It'd be so nice to find a new strategy. Yeah, I know. It's like, I was like, and please let me hear that. Yeah, no. no. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, what what's next? Next, I mean, I don't know if you've touched on this on your podcast yet. We don't have to get into it because it could be a whole episode. But don't worry, darling. Oh uh, no, I have not seen. You've not seen it, okay? No. Um, so this one was more. We were media cinemed about this movie. Mm-hmm. No dude had made us watch it, but 
we were so hounded by the media about this movie, mm-hmm. obviously. Everyone was because of all the controversy that happened in production. That is specifically why I did not bother to see it. because that, And no, that is, yeah. Because I do, mm. like, I want to try and watch it without the... Uh, separate to that. Yes. Yeah, I think and, that's a good point. That's I, a good call. And I felt like, man, it was hard to avoid, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. Um, and we just, we were, we just um, watched it separately for enjoyment and then we realised we'd both recently watched it so we're like, let's just do an episode on it. Um, And I was surprised. I was ready to hate it because of all of the terrible stuff that's being said about it but I really loved this movie. Okay, Um, great. Yeah, I'd be, and maybe next time I come back on we can talk because I'm interested to see what you think of it. Yeah. Um, I just really loved it. I, yeah. It's a psychological thriller, suspense, there's twists. It's yep. beautiful to look at, like yep. incredibly beautiful to look at. Yep. Um, Harry Styles sucks, but he's, he barely has any lines anyway. Most of his is he acting. Is he not good? Because I thought he was good in Dunkirk. Oh, I never saw Dunkirk. Oh, uh, okay. I, I think he's legitimately... A good you actor. Know, uh, well, he, I think he's legitimately good in Dunkirk. In that movie, okay. Yeah, and he plays... A, bit of a fucking arsehole. Really? Well. Yeah. Oh, well, good not an Harry. arsehole, but someone who's quick to turn. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, he was, yeah, his main thing is like his accent's kind of all over the place. You, you start the movie thinking he's an American and then all of a sudden someone calls him British and you're like, oh, wait, he's meant to be British. Oh. But just, it's fine. Just let him have his accent. Yeah. I don't know what, what the backstory to that was. Right. But li- we both, literally, Luke and I got, we were about half an hour into the movie and then... Harry Styles says quite a long line of dialogue and we both literally were like, I think that's the most I've heard him say this entire movie, <laughs> which is fine. He's yeah. there. It's it's more Olivia Wilde yeah. and um, Florence Pugh. Like to me, they're the leads of this film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you That'd like Harry Styles in general? I yeah, I like his movie. Yeah, his yeah. solo work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like Harry Styles. Yeah, I, I, I you know, like cool. I'm too old for his music. Sure, not not in like it's not directed at me, but people who are into it, I go great. Yeah, and, you know, like I'm actually really into all these uh, young actors, like uh, mm. or young performers like Harry, who's not uh, who's a little bit older, but you know, like Chalamet and Tom yeah. Holland. I think they all seem like. Interesting, Fucking the gender talented, stereotypes nice boys as who, well. Gorgeous men. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're going to do interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a real love of Chris Pine. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah he was incredible in I, it too. I'm I'm dying for. Uh, he's in a movie called Hell or High Water mm-hmm. with uh, Jeff Bridges, and um, that's a uh, he plays one of two brothers who are robbing banks in pretty much ghost towns in, in America because yeah. they've been wiped out by, you know, the economic downturn. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff Bridges plays uh, the sheriff who's going after him. And even, even that's, you know, even that sort of, um, that sounds a little bit cliche, but there's a lot of stuff going on within those, uh, oh. in the storyline. And it's a real comment on how people get disenfranchised and get left behind uh, while it's kind of a, a thrilling chase. Mm. And um, he's magnificent. And I, I would love to see him get a really big, excellent film. Like he's been good in the nice. Star Trek films and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, but I just – I think he's got – he he's – like Colin Farrell now gets, you know, mm-hmm. Banshees of Inisherin and stuff like that. I reckon yeah. – Chris Pine is someone who can sink his teeth into get, something. Uh, he there's just, more in there. 
you know, maybe he, maybe in a few more years, as he gets a little bit older, the the, the beautiful soft features become a bit craggy. He needs to stop being so soft. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, because he he's the villain kind of yes. character in yeah. this, but he is very still very pretty. Yeah, but they play towards that. Great. He's the yeah, he's the charismatic villain. Uh, Florence Pugh. Oh. Fantastic. At this era, like it's set in, like the, the aesthetic is like 1950s. Right. It's kind of like. Oh, yeah, um, great. And this is just like her, like the, the sun, like the housewife dress, the big coiffed hair, the red yeah. lips. Oh, this is her era. This yeah, is, She looks great. incredible. And, of course, an incredible performance as well. Okay. Oh, well, you, as I said, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, feel like I just take too much baggage in to watch yeah, it. Yeah, give it so some time. I'll give it some time. Yeah. You know, it might be a good one over Christmas when you're a bit too tired yeah. to hold on to baggage. That, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so before I come back for next time, I have to watch Interstellar and you have to watch Don't Worry Darling. You don't have to watch Interstellar. I will. Okay, but only it's if on you like list. it. Please don't tell me if you don't like it. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, I okay, can't cope ne- with that Next time if I say I haven't watched Interstellar, that means I didn't like it. If you specifically, the first, <laughs> next time I see you, if I say, hey, Alex, how are you doing? You say, I haven't seen Interstellar. I haven't Interstellar. seen Interstellar, Justin. I'll just pretend I didn't even hear that <laughs> sentence and I'll say, what time are you on tonight? <laughs> also, guess what? They deleted the movie. I can never watch it. It just is deleted from existence. I'm no, no, so sorry. No, no, you don't sorry. even have I'll to add that bit. You can, just add, you can just do the first bit <laughs> and, then, and then I'll move on. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and last one This is a very recent one We did it for our 200th With Mr. Will Anderson Is Groundhog Day Oh I came into that Expecting it to be Like a Caddyshack Like right. an yep. old Old comedy That's yep. not for me Yep And I was ready to Hate Bill Murray's character I was like He's just going to be a dick And yep. we're going to They're going to make us Think that he's not a dick But he is But no It was completely It is a little around. bit Like it is a little bit Him He is a dick But you know, so did you know? Will Will and I uh, did a uh, did he tell you that we did a uh, we went to a uh, when we were in LA we went to this yes. writers thing yeah yes yeah and he talked about um, oh wait no he didn't tell us that no I was thinking of the other one he said he went to watch something at the ArcLight and Tarantino sat next to him <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> no I don't think I heard that one no we uh, and uh, this guy who had worked I think he worked on Groundhog Day and uh, oh. talked about how like how many days do you think go past had that discussion yeah. yeah yeah I I had said a couple of a few months yeah maybe a year yeah apparently it's like thirty four years or something oh well um. Like, you know, it could be like 10,000. Oh, right. Yeah. Originally, that was the intention, I think. Like, you know. Oh, my God. Let's, leave. Let's um, uh, yeah, it's an interesting film. And, and it also, like, I kind of think, um, I kind of think the um, moment, there are 38 days actually shown on the screen as well as 414 days mentioned in the film mm. and mm. a huge 11,931 days, which... Phil spends learning a host of new talents and interests. Based on this theory, it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in any given subject. So, you know, (gasps) so that's why that moment at the end when he realises that everything's broken, Mm -hmm. you know, that that, like the the trap or whatever it is is broken. 
it's like you understand the emotion. The incredible, yeah. Yeah. I, I, we were, we were saying like, because he has to keep, when he does realise that it's been broken and it's the next day, because mm. um, Andy McDowell's in his bed, mm. he has to like, his character has to not freak her the fuck out because she doesn't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. So he has to like do this like, he's just like, oh, like so relieved. Yeah. But we're like, I'm sure if he was by himself, he would be fucking screaming from the rooftops. Yeah. Up, yeah. Poor guy has to keep it in, together. Yeah. Because old Andy's there. Well, that's funny. You know, like, um, gra- you know, Groundhog Day plus one. Yeah. Like, what happens the <laughs> yeah. day after? Is he, like, well, yeah, we'll he must about be, that. he's got to be insane. He would, must be insane. Like, yeah. there is, he needs to get into therapy, like, yeah. stat, if he's going to have any semblance of a regular life after this. It'd be funny to make a movie about a therapist, and it's, it's the movie's about the therapist, and then about 15 minutes in, you realise the therapist starts to... Uh, the, the the is having a problem with a patient and that mm-hmm. patient is Bill Murray's character who has been telling them all this stuff and then Has that to starts to wobble time, time for them. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a surprisingly sweet yeah, film. It was a su- yeah, that's where it was. It was yeah. surprisingly sweet. I yeah. didn't I expected Quite dark. it. And dark, yeah. yeah. I really expected it to just be like a silly comedy yeah. where he treats women like crap and then stops treating women like crap. But it was so much more than that. <laughs> the Bill Murray. Yeah. Role, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you? Uh, you're not really a Bill Murray fan. Um, I used to be. Yeah. I think he's fine. Yeah, yeah, I can see the appeal. Um, yeah. I loved him in Zombieland, where he played. Oh some, yeah. Like yeah. I, I love that kind of yeah. that side of Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? Have you guys watched uh, any uh, Sofia Coppola films? No, but we're it's on our we're planning to soon. Yeah. We, we did. want to watch Lost in Translation. Yeah. I'll be fascinated to see what you think of that film. Mm. I, um, because also, like, we did it, uh, Ben and I watched all of her films oh, yeah. uh, for this podcast. Mm. And I, I'd watched, because I was very cognizant of, after we did Nolan, I just didn't want to do, you know, I didn't want it to be too... Two dudes with dicks talking about movies made by dudes with dicks, <laughs> which is the, the spin-off of your podcast. Yes, <laughs> um, so you know, it's like I'd I'd seen half of her films, yeah. And so okay. I was, oh, well, let's do Sophia Coppola, mm. and uh, she's now one of my favourite. Oh, great directors! Like because I also I was watching them so closely, and uh, uh, and I think her films are hilarious, but mm. they're not joke hilarious. They're situations. They're yeah. Um, they're the way they're edited. You know, it's like you see a character having a moment where you think, oh, they're going through a really tough period and then there's a hard cut to them just having heaps of fun. Uh-huh. And that to me is super funny. Yeah, because Because in the lead up you're going, oh, God, they're really struggling, aren't they? No, there's oh. two women dancing on poles in their bedroom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that to me is a statement as well. But um, that I'll be... Curious to know what you think because that's her first film. And was it? Yeah. Oh, and okay. I, I still think it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, um, but also it kind of, you know, it, like it, it's, sometimes, uh, sometimes people love an actor and then people come in and go, yeah, but the, this character in this film is flawed in these ways. Mm. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't negate it. That's like the character is. That's, that's the purpose. Uh, yeah, 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 they're flawed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Groundhog Day is great. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, you can't do a time-repeating movie now without it being 
Groundhog called Day. a Groundhog Day. Yeah, well, like Palm Springs, did you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah which was it's great. Groundhog Day Part 2. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it essentially is. Which, so. But I love that movie, yeah. Yeah, oh man, that was a fun film. So. Oh, well, that's great. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're some of the ones that have oh, yeah. surprised Oh, yeah, 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 bring and them I, up. I, want, I, like, I really like doing this exercise because it makes me like actually sit back and take stock of the movies that we've done yep. and how much of them that I actually did like. Yeah. I never just sit through and just go back through and like be like, I liked that one, I didn't. Well, you know, it's, it's the more thing- just a feeling, so it's nice to actually look at it. Oh yeah, I love numbers. this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also like. I'm always fascinated by the films that you don't like as well. And but the, you know, when you're making a podcast, once you once it's up, you you got to make another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like you're moving yeah, through, exactly, and yeah. you're churning through stuff weekly. Yeah. How many films do you think you've seen this year? However many. Episodes of the podcast. Oh, do you not watch movies that you don't podcast about? Well, I was always more of a TV show person myself before the pod. But now, even with the pod, it's like, it's movies, it's, we love it, but movies have become a bit of a a homework now. Yeah, for sure. But if there is definitely a movie that I'm drawn to that I want to watch, like a Don't Worry Darling, I just watch that to watch it. It just turned out that we ended up doing an episode on it. So... Maybe however many movies we've done plus five I might have seen. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's funny because I'm kind of keeping a list for mm. – because uh, I thought oh, it might be fun at the start of next year when things are, you know, quiet. Mm-hmm. Just do, oh, your favourite movies of the previous year and the Absolutely. blah, blah, blah. Absolutely, do that every year, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think I'm up over 90 films. <gasps> wow. I think I've watched 22 TV series. Wow. I think I've – Managed to That's squeeze amazing. in eleven books. See, books is my new it's my new project. I want to get back into reading. I bought a book. Yeah, for, it was delivered yesterday. It's Great. on my bedside table. I need to. You so you know the like. This will sound really. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, Please, but um, you have to schedule in time to read. Yes, and and remember that your job as a comedian is to work with words. So mm. it's actually a part of your job. Oh, so I like that. Because mm. sometimes reading can you can mistake reading for not doing anything, yeah. but it's not. You're oh, feeding your imagination. You're seeing how different words are put Sentences together. Are structured. And, yeah. Because, yeah, I've just like the same as like so many other people. Once smartphones came into existence, I just started reading Twitter at night instead oh, of a yeah. book before bed. So, Well, Twitter is fucking – you can barely put it down at now, the moment. It's oh, a page turner. Yeah, <laughs> why did I choose now to want to start reading books? It's like it's so funny at the moment. But if it dies, then I've got books. Oh. Oh, yeah, do you, do you, how do you feel about the Twitter thing? Because I, I have to be honest, I have spent so much time on Twitter. Like, I don't mean physical time, but mm. over the course of time, mm. cultivating a very specific kind of feed. Feed, yes. And because I've never done kind of high-profile work, like you know, I always think about. I remember Eddie Perfect on Facebook getting abused by this woman f- about his politics. I don't. I don't follow you for your politics. I follow you because I like you in Offspring. And Whoa. it's like, oh, I found that fascinating because okay, yeah. that's what Eddie Perfect was. Was, yeah. And then he was, and so I've never done anything like that. So I don't, anyone who follows me, I would say. Already knows your politics probably. Yeah, and, and knows me. comedy, yeah. You know, so stand-up. it's rare, you mm. know, like the, I've had my first lot of abuse on social media in ages and that's <gasps> through the advertising of the 
of the show because uh, oh, you know the live shows. Yeah. So you know, advertising goes further than your following. Following, and then you just get people. Yeah, and oh, you're yeah. like, it's like. Oh, if, you want, if you want to get more of that, um, it's really exciting because YouTube has started their own real shorts kind of situation. Oh, right. So you can upload just your regular one-minute Instagram reel stand-up right. comedy video to YouTube now. So yep. it opens you up to a whole new slew of women aren't funny oh, comments. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so you good. Want, you want to get more. If you want to yeah. spread the hate, yeah. um, go to YouTube shorts now. Maybe too. I should because maybe I could divert some of the – female hate maybe <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take a few uh, uh i'll take some abuse to just give, give you guys you. a little bit of a break from all of that thank shit. you um but yeah twitter's uh yeah I so i'm w- a bit sad to see it go down. i would be really sad if i was just talking to a few people the other day about it i would be really sad to see it go because i'm the same as you i've spent the last 15 years i think yeah. i've been on twitter yeah. more yeah um Literally cultivating a perfect yeah. feed. Like that 15 years of like, I'm not going to sign up to whatever Discord or something and start all over again. Oh, my God. I looked at Mastodon, Mastodon. And, and, had, and after three minutes, like nearly burst into tears and had to lay down and I've just, poop oh, myself. I was no, overwhelmed. No, I have no interest. I've heard other podcasts talking about it. And, like no interest. <laughs> it's like, what is happening here? So I'll be. hopefully it stays. Yeah. I'd I've be had, really sad to see it go. I've had nice interactions. Like, you know, I, I put up something about the Banshees of Inner and, uh, you know, I did not tag anyone apart from the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, hey, the leads are fantastic. But I mentioned uh, the actress and I mentioned Barry Keehan. Who, mm-hmm. uh, I said, don't sleep on those two. They are just as fantastic as the leads. And then Barry Keehan is... <laughs> Liked it and retweeted See, it. Yeah. And it's like... You don't get that and in you go, any oh, other that's platform. Nice. Yeah, that's why I fucking love Twitter. I met yeah. so many comedians through Twitter. Beck and I met through Twitter. Yeah. Um, we said this on our pod the other day, but um, Dave Anthony retweeted Beck one time. This is before she'd even moved from Perth. She was still living right. in Perth. He just randomly retweeted something that she'd tweeted and I was like, oh, that's so funny. And also was like, oh, she's a Sydney comedian. Who's mm. that? And so then I, we followed each other and yeah. like that's how we connected. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be really sad to see it go. Yeah. Um, sorry, I interrupted. What were the oh. – you had some uh, shout-out movies. Was that what you were about to do? The- no, no shout-out movies. No? No, that was all my movies. That was all the movies? No. And, and any other movie does not get a shout-out. Do you want to – what was the movie that was the most <laughs> – I'm always I'm always tentative to ask mm. you this. What was the movie that was the most talked up that you and Beck that watched we that you like. went, Jesus Christ, it, what did March, I just experience? Let me just have a quick scroll. <laughs> Caddyshack probably. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that. That makes total sense to yeah. me. Not, not that it has to, but I completely understand where you're coming from with that. We've actually had a really good run. Oh, The Grey Man. Did you watch that? No. No, I don't. No, I had... um, I had... uh, I have just no interest in seeing it. And I really love Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And I really love... Chris Evans? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, yeah. To go from the grey man to Don't Worry Darling. Poor Chris. Right. Um, oh, no, that's a different Chris. Oh, wait. It happens. Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. That's me. There's a lot of Chris's out there. Don't, don't feel head. bad about that. And they're that. all too pretty. Um, you know what? They're all there's, too pretty. <laughs> there's been no I hated this movie. 
Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's a win. Actually, that is a big win. See, that's, th- that's what this is nice to go back and take stock. Right. Because week to week, sometimes they get really just like, oh, I have to watch yeah. another, even though it's self-imposed. Um, so it's nice to go back and be like, oh, actually, we've had a really good run. Well, it might it's been be an enjoyable experience. So this is where I I wonder if um, uh, you know, say say we can work out that we go to the Ritz and we watch sure. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Sure. Maybe you have a completely different experience with Maybe. that film now, like. Uh, but probably not, just because I do remember the one main takeaway we had from that movie, which was that Indiana Jones and Marion's age difference was not. Yeah, but it was different times. <laughs> different times is fictional far off land. You, you know, yeah, it was called the 1930s. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, it, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't awful, but it was uh, definitively different times. She was right. You know, she knew she what she was what? doing. Indiana said so. Um, yeah, he told us. It's, yeah, it's so funny because... Like, you know, I was young when I saw that. I was mm. like 11, so you just don't even flinch. I remember you and I had a conversation about that before we'd started the podcast, like yeah. when we were working on... It was um, Cal Wilson the, who, the, yeah, who, the who started it because yes. she, she watched it and, she and was pointed she that out. And you. I was like, uh, she put it on Twitter. Uh, and I just looked and went... Oh, fuck. Oh, I've, like I've seen this movie so many times and I've just never clocked it. Totally. Because it's so part it's of just the part fabric. of the... Yeah. It's the setup. We move on. Yeah, but they work it out at the end. So you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, things things are fine. Um, all right, that was great. Uh, thank you so much. Sorry I, I, for I do talking genuine- for so long. I know. I genuinely love hearing uh, the films that have taken you by surprise. Oh yay! And uh, you know, there's a couple for me to go and check out as well. Ah, so that's, that's very exciting. never happens to me. So that's nice. Yeah, it's really great. Thank you, podcast. I'm always up for. Uh, you know, recommendations. Yeah. I think great. that's great. Uh, where can people find you? I am on Twitter. I mean, fingers Maybe. crossed. Yep. And Instagram, I'm at AlexJ1, the number one. And yeah, Dude Cinema Podcast. And I'm on Facebook, Alex J as well. Yeah, yeah. that's great. All right, well let's uh, let's get off the uh, the podcast and work out. Maybe maybe if we go and see. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. I know when that scene's coming up, and I'll just distract you for a moment. Yeah, and then, like, Alex, look over there. Yeah, and then we can just get back to enjoying it. Nice. <laughs> Thank you to Alex J for joining me today. As I said at the top, I love these podcasts and Alex and I are going to try and make our schedules line up better to do more stuff in the future. I really enjoy working with her and uh, she she's one of the uh, most popular guests that we have here. So I'd like to do more with her and I just enjoy hanging out with them. So that's a, that's a big deal as well, right? A big thank you to Jess for being our Patreon subscriber of the episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing about Alex's surprise love of certain movies. Give me a call, Jess. Let me know what you think. Anyway, if you'd like an episode dedicated to you along with bonus podcasts, etc., head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid, and you will find that tier that suits you. Uh, A quick note for everyone in Adelaide, I am returning to the Adelaide Fringe for the first time since 2020. That's crazy. I'm just doing a little run of my new show, Little Victories. It will be for one week only at the Rhino Room, and I'm looking forward to it. It'll just be five nights, and essentially it just gives me an excuse to come home and hang out with all of you and uh, see you all, and uh, I'm... I have to say, I I really love my new show. It's so much fun and 
this is honestly the most I've enjoyed stand-up in probably 10 years. Like, I'm really digging it. And I think it's because I've found the sweet spot in not doing it too much. And uh, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, right? But, uh, you know, you can overgorge on chocolate. And uh, over the years, you know, I used to do hundreds of gigs a year. And, you know, reducing it to, I don't know, how many have I done this year? 15? 16 gigs, that's all I've done. And it's been great. And I've really loved it. And to be honest, I think I've been at full capacity. I feel like I'm really in control of uh, how good things are. So it's nice to feel very confident about something that uh, for a while there I thought, oh God, stand up, yuck. But it's the opposite. I've fallen back in love with it and we're spooning. That's right, stand up and I are spooning on cool nights. So anyway, one week only at the Rhino Room, head to comedy.com.au and click on my tile. Ignore all the other tiles of all those other comedians. What a bunch of hacks. Fuck those guys and girls and in between. Come and click on mine and uh, come and see me at the Adelaide Fringe. I'll be back with a new Chitter Chatter on Monday and then we have a double author episode. Joshua Brandon talking about his book with William Shatner, Boldly Go. And then a chat with some guy called Will Anderson about his book, I Am Not Fine. Thanks. I'm feeling pretty positive today. Feeling good. Getting close to the end of the year. So let's finish with a beautiful quote from Carl Sagan. The world is so exquisite with so much love and moral depth that there is no reason to deceive ourselves with pretty stories for where there's little good evidence. Far better, it seems to me, in our vulnerability is to look death in the eye and to be grateful every day for the brief but magnificent opportunity that life provides. Until then. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. I'm- Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 